Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. You are on the healing hour, and I'm your host, Minister Arthur Burgess III, and I am so glad to be with you this evening. We have a lot of special things going on tonight, and, of course, I always have my co-host, Alda Alicia Cooper. But, you know, before we even get to that, we always start out with our scripture. And the scripture that I want to read from you is something so easy. We always know it. If you've been to Sunday school, you've been to uh, Bible study, you know Psalms 27. And it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock, and now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies around about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. You are on Purpose Kingdom Network slash blogtalkradio.com. Once again, that is Purpose Kingdom Network. And this is the healing hour again for those who did not get it the first time. If you want to call in, give a testimony, share your story, run a word of prayer. You just want to talk to the host, give a word of encouragement yourself. I need you guys to call in at 319 527 6091 that is 3195276091 and I'm going to say the website again that is blogtalkradio.com/purposekingdom once again I'm so glad for you tuning in I'm so glad that we're able to just have this conversation with you um we uh, are now in a place where we need God more than other ever and we need each other more than ever um we should uh be able to just communicate more and love on each other more in a world that's so divided by so many different things this is the time where we have to pull together and we have to inquire the beauty of the Lord we have to be able to say that I am going to praise God despite the trouble. And we have to do it as a team effort, as a collective unit. So let's come together and let's celebrate our God together. Let's worship our Lord together. Let's understand we are stronger in numbers and division will not help us. How can a house divided stand? We are one body with many members. Let's figure it out. Amen. So now I'm going to introduce the the host of this show, Elder Alicia Cooper. Amen. Elder, Hi. how are you? I'm not sure about I'm not sure about being the host. <laughs> um, that is you. Um, I am the co-host. I don't mind staying in my place. <laughs> <laughs> But I know I, you gotta love me though. Hey, what's you know what's what's going on? What's going on? It's me. Um, today we have um, what I consider an awesome um, topic. Um, I have always been confused of this line growing up, but our guest today made me see this line for something totally different, and that phrase is. 
I got five on it. And when she said I got five on it, she meant she had the grace and the grace of God on her life. But I don't want to say too much about it because she got a phenomenal testimony, one that will definitely share their chains off of other people's lives, especially if they ever um, been into, like, rehab or something like that. Um, matter of fact, she is my source or my resource whenever someone comes to me and they are in a position where they need um, drug rehabilitation or alcohol rehabilitation or something like that. Um, she is my go-to. So without further ado, I want to introduce to everybody Miss Yolanda Smith. How are you, honey? I am well. Glory to God. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you, Toya. Um, Alicia, I love you. Um, But I call you Coop, so I'll keep calling you Cooper. Hi, everybody. Um, It's a privilege to be on the air tonight. Um, I'm not sure just where to start with with everything, Um, but I'll just say that I wasn't born and raised in Philadelphia. I come from South Carolina. I'll start back in the day. Mm. And from South Carolina, I went to Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, where I lived for about two to three years. Um, And from Colorado Springs, I went to Chicago, Illinois, where I lived for about 23 years. And then I ended up in Philadelphia. So I have a little gypsy of a lifestyle story. Uh. Um, (laughs) So so real quick, what part of South Carolina you, were you originally from? Spartanburg, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Oh, yeah, okay. Born um, my family, we from uh, Sylvania, Georgia. That's not that far from you. Not that far at all. Not that far oh, yes. at all. Oh, yes. I left pretty young, yeah. I left when I was about maybe 11 years old. Oh, okay. Oh, awesome. And then I go I back see. to visit occasionally every year, yeah. So, all right, so we got to get down to it because we got um, a formal introduction. We wanted to make sure that everybody knows who you are. Please say your name again, so we want to make sure everybody knows who you are. Hi, everybody. My name is Yolanda Smith. Um, <laughs> I'm a recovery uh, so- coach. I just got a life coach certification. Um, I work a lot with mental health. Yay, on the life coach certification. Um, I work a lot in mental health, drug and alcohol. Um, My life coach is more of helping people to change. You know, they have the idea, but it's hard to make the steps. Helping people to change and incorporate health and wellness with nutrition. So that's my new phase in life. I hope to... uh, to God to be successful in that, in serving and supporting others in their change. Awesome. Um, we, we, got questions you want for me? or We got you. We got you. All right. So we, we definitely want to make sure that before we end the show that you give all your, your information, whether it be website, social media, how people can get in contact with you, um, especially with your expertise. Uh, we want to make sure people are able to reach out. So we're going to dig into some questions. Um, okay. Uh, we, we just want to jump right in. I feel like uh, we're here now and we we swimming. So, <laughs> uh, so you know, when when Alicia had talked to me about you, mind you, it's, it's literally been, what, two months since you've been telling me about um Getting her on the show is it, yeah, it's been about two months. Like so, she pretty much yeah, she's pretty much organized my entire show for like the next three months just to put that out there. Um, <laughs> and she then told me who gonna be on, what time they coming on, what days. She sent me an entire calendar. Um, I'm just following suit. Um, I I'm okay with doing what I told, but um, she she told me about your testimony. Um, about um, drug drug addiction and and um, you know other pathways that you've been through and, and you know with the pandemic you know a lot of people have um, you know we we talk about COVID which is something that we should be concerned about but we mm-hmm. also have to take in consideration that something else happened in the process um, drug abuse have went up. 
in mm-hmm. in COVID. Um, depression, anxiety has uh, increased tremendously uh, within mm-hmm. this past almost two years, and um, that there's been so much going on till anything that releases the pressure of your current status in life, you know, we're just willing to just try and figure it out. Um, And a lot lot of people don't, like, you know, even if it's not a vice or a habit, you know, it's, it's the dark place of just never coming out, sleeping all day. You know, these types of things are constantly going on. And the reason why I believe your story is so timely is because these are the pitfalls that happen when depression sets in. You know, you know, that happens when when you're frustrated and you really don't feel like you have an answer to the problem. So if you can, I always ask every guest who gets on the show, what is your testimony? What has God brought you through? Can you share that with us, please? Oh, Absolutely. God has brought me through so much um, addiction for sure. Um, I come from 31 years of addiction. Uh, I, I am just so grateful just to be alive. Um, depression especially has been a part of that. Um, it is impossible, I feel, to come out of any of that without the support of someone else. Uh, preferably someone that knows something about it or someone that has been there before you and can actually walk the walk with you. Um, It's something that you do not have to do alone. Um, um, What I thought was so great, Arthur, when you first introduced the show was that you mentioned that we can do this together. It's, it's the body of Christ. Well, the body of Christ are the superheroes. Like we have to reach out to those that are still hurting, those that are still struggling, those that don't know which way to go and offer some comfort. A lot of times uh, when I meet people, I, I can give them the word, but that's not the first thing that I offer. The first thing that I offer is like, listen, I, I used to do drugs. I woke up every morning looking for mine and went to bed with some in my pocket. I went into the church. It was probably some in my purse. As soon as church service was over, I was looking again. There were things that I was able to do just to use that most people wouldn't do. Um, it, It takes you to a place of desperation. It takes you to a place of you against the world where you feel like there's just no out and you don't see any way out. So you hurt everybody you love, you hurt everybody you know, and you'll step on anybody to get what you want. Um, It's another level of being that actually takes away from your moral status, um, what, what God had created you to be. But you don't know that because maybe it was rape that pushed you there. Maybe it was abuse that pushed you there. Maybe it was uh, being uh, molested and beaten and cursed and whipped that puts you there. Um, Maybe you're part of an LGBTQ and it puts you there because you're just not accepted in the quote-unquote normal life of everyone else. So there's so many things that can lead to addiction, and addiction is just a cover-up for the pain, it's a cover-up. Um, it wants, it's a longing that you want to be loved, but you can't be loved, so you numb. So instead of being loved or allowing somebody to love you, you numb you because you can no longer deal with the pain or you can no longer deal with the hurt or um, the way that the family treats you, the way that your friends look at you. Um, you can't hold a job. You can't hold a place. Whatever the reason may be, I am living and breathing proof that there's a way. There, there's, there's people that are willing to help you. There's people who are just willing not to even diagnose you because it's not about that because God is the only judge, but to just sit and listen to whatever it is you have on your heart to say about who you are and what you desire to do. Um, as a coach, I normally listen to change conversation because in the conversation there's a 
there's a little way of change. There's something you really wanted to do, you've always wanted to do. You never had a chance to. Um, Everybody told you you were crazy because you wanted to do this, and they were all doing something else. Who cares? If you're different from everybody, it's okay, because whatever God has placed in your heart is going to be different from everybody's anyway. All I can say is I moved from place to place. Um, I remember living in Chicago. I was just so high. I would go to work every day and get high every night. And then people thought I was just living so dangerously. They thought moving from Chicago to Philadelphia would help me. But by that time, I had a gorilla of an addiction. So moving did. You have to address the core of the problem. So what I'm saying is you need to talk about what's really bothering you. Um, For me, I didn't have my mother around a lot, and I used to, that used to bother me. My grandma was, grandmother was the one who raised me. Um, But what I didn't understand until I was in my late 30s was that my mother was on assignment from her mother to help one of her sisters take care of kids. She had eight kids, so she had to move to Philadelphia. So she was told what to do, and she was obedient in that. But to me, coming up, I'm like, well, where is she from my life, you know? Um, I didn't get to understand that until I was much older. So a lot of times we perceive things, too, in our lives that's really not the truth. The enemy's job is to to kill, steal, and destroy, so he's going to feed you a lot of lies. You just need someone to, I think, to just guide what you already know in your heart you should do. A lot of times we have the, the answer to our healing process. We have the answer to the next phase of our life. Um, We have the answer. No one's listening to us, and we're just not sure which steps we need to take. You know, there's a a steps of priority. You know, for me, it was to hit my knees and, 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 and just ask God to take away the desire to get high because it was the only thing I lived towards, the only thing I wanted. Um, And I gave birth to twins, and before my twins were two years old, I lost my daughter. I had a girl and a boy twin. My son today is 35 years old. So, but there's even mending in the family um, that needs to be done. And some things can be reconciled over time. Some things take longer. Um, I was uh, reading Galatians, I think, Galatians 5, starting at verse 19, and I used the Message Bible. I don't know if I'm able to share that on the radio, on this radio station, but if you'll let me, um, Arthur. Alicia, I would like to read it because it was me. And what I would say to anyone that will hear this today, um, you'll see yourself in it and you'll see why some things just just don't add up. It says, Galatians chapter 5, I'm starting at verse 19. The uh, translation I'm using is the Message Bible. It says, it is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied once, a brutal temper, an impotent to love or be loved, divided homes, divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, And it just goes on and on. And when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, I can relate to having a divided home. Um, Even though I'm a single mom, um, I have a son. And within the last year or so, we barely even spoke. And it's because I was so stuck on trying to, to do the recovery walk, I pushed everything aside. So it was like from one extreme to another. You're using to get away from people. And then when you get clean, you still want to be away from people. So there's still a lot of things and a lot of growing um, and a lot of changing that God has um, in store for us. 
but we have to allow it. But what the beautiful part of this chapter was, we can exchange all of those things for the gifts of the Spirit, you know, um, like affection for others, exuberant about life, serenity, willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, uh, conviction and a basic holiness that permeates things and people. Um, We find ourselves more involved in loyal commitments, and it just goes on and on. So um, I'm in the process of trying to exchange the self-centered, self-seeking selfishness into the love, the joy, the peace, you know, the gifts that the Spirit provides. Um, I don't want to get too deep into the ugliness of addiction because it's just ugly, you know. It, it's, um, it's a tool the enemy uses to kill, steal, and definitely destroy. Um, if you can come out of it alive, that's the blessing. And, and if he allows you to come out of it alive, um, then God can use you for his glory. Um, I just want to be available for people. I don't really have business cards and everything drawn up right now. Um, I can be reached on Facebook. I can definitely be reached through Alicia Cooper at any time. I will come and speak at church events, your teas, your breakfasts, because um, I like to see people's face, because I can hear them. I'm putting you out there, Cooper, so when you do your prayer breakfast, um, you know, call me out. Well, I'll come and speak. Yolanda, I, I need you to. I need you to go deeper because you're you're tapping the surface of your your testimony and you was more now you know I know your testimony because I'm yeah but I didn't know if all of that was that was uh, required today um, I don't you know, know. It's just not, so long I just want you to go deeper I you have to all right so let me let me share with you you have. Um, some of your some of your listeners. By the way, if you would like to um, ask Yolanda any questions, or if please you please would like it. to speak to her, um, please please press um, pound one again. That is pound one. Um, but Yolanda, you have people who are dealing with um, drug rehabilitation, or um, you know, uh, on on drugs, thinking about drugs. Um, and different oh things like that. Think you got dealers and different things like that who are listening to you. Um, wow, drugs did a number on me, Coop. It really did a number. Um, I started selling drugs when I was in my 40s. I waited till I was 40 years old. I was a working addict, functional, they, they would call it, until it became unfunctional. I can remember selling drugs when I got to Philadelphia. I waited till late in life to want to sell drugs, and it's simply because my addiction was much bigger than me, and uh, my nine-to-five couldn't pay for it anymore. Um, I can remember going from apartment to apartment, from job to job, and amazingly so, God allowed me to land some pretty decent jobs, um, but I couldn't keep them for there was no longevity um, I can remember uh, being and living in recovery homes. Um, I can remember being out on the street for weeks at a time, not bathing and not taking care of myself and uh, just to use, just because the pain that was deep inside of me was so, so severe. Um, I've been with men. I've been with women. I've, I've done just about everything there is to do to support a habit. Um, I know what it is to be raped. I know what it is to lose a child. I know what it is to to feel worthless and dirty and and discard it. Um, I don't know. It's it's such a long, deep story um, from molestation as a child that a lot of people in my family don't even know about. Um, to things that happened in my adulthood. Um, I can remember having an abortion when I was only 15 and in doing my nutrition class just a few months ago, children, trimesters, infancy, and all of those things came up and it broke me down because at my age now I'm like, oh, wow, you could have another child, a baby to take care of. But at that time, 
um, the best decision I had was to do what I did. Um, it's just so much behind the addiction and the abuse and the low self-esteem till um, I'm surprised I made it out in one piece. You know, I give God all the glory um, for it. Um, I don't know if you guys have questions, if I'm not touching what you are expecting I'm, or if you just no, hear a you are Listen, you are doing wonderful. You are doing wonderful. You are the, I really feel the presence of God in your conversation. And right now what you're doing is you are saving somebody's life right now. Give me don't. I don't, I don't want you to feel like you're digging or you're reaching. You're saving souls right now. Because we believe that every time we get on this air, somebody's life is being touched. This, with what you're talking about, just abuse. Let's, let's take away drugs from the conversation. Just addiction, abusive behavior to yourself. It's something... Ooh. That's going on right now. Yeah, right absolutely. Now. Listen, I did three. I did what? three years, but one and a half to five sentence for selling wow. drugs. Wow! Right in Kensington, in Philadelphia. I actually work now in Kensington. Um, I got high, clean, and I work in Kensington. Mm. So for some people, people, places, and things is a trigger. For right. me, it's just a stepping stone. Um, it just lifted me up higher, and, and I go back wow. um, as often as I can. We we work in the office twice a week, so I'm in Kensington twice a week. And the other days I work from home, but wow. I got locked up four times. Like, I got three strikes, and in Philadelphia, three strikes, you out. You're going to do some state time. You know, um, I got four wow. strikes because I wow. wasn't trying to. My addiction didn't care about nothing the cops said, nothing the judge said. In fact, nothing nobody else said. I just could not break away from it. So I had to do the time. Um, and once I got into recovery, I still relapsed. It was just something that I just could not grasp. And um, like I said, I've been in and out of recovery houses. Oh, my goodness. It, it's ridiculous. Um, until I sincerely, like, hit my face on the floor. And, and I asked God sincerely from my heart to remove it. Um, wow. That's my only way. That's the only thing that worked for me. I don't know what is going to work. They say everyone's recovery is different, and I do believe that. But for me, it took the hand of the Almighty God, or I would not be here today. Um, Amen. I hit the floor. When I got up, it was over. Wow. It Look was at just God. over. Look at God. And I started to do all the things that I wanted to do. I started to sing. I started to do public speaking. Um, I started to do arts and crafts. I do a lot of things with my hands. Um different things that I make. Um, I started taking potato chip bags and making beautiful things out of them that I learned how to do when I was in prison. Um, I actually had to do state time. It wasn't the little county pity pet. It was with the big girls that you don't even want to mess with. Um, wow. And I wasn't tough when I got there. They were a whole other level of tough, let me tell you. But um, wow. it was an experience. Um, you had to earn respect from people, and you have to treat people genuinely, and you have to, you know, mind your business in some instances because it doesn't concern you, you know. Um, God has opened up a lot of doors for me. I've had a lot of opportunities um, to be in places that I would have never thought um, to speak to politicians and everything on behalf of my company for recovery. Um, wow. I go to pick State just about every year, except for last year, they did everything virtually. I go to Penn State, maybe run a workshop or at least ten, attend several workshops um, based on recovery atmosphere. Um, I've had wow. quite a few 
challenges, um, but God has seen me through through them all, through them all, you know. So, wow, I count on it. I just just listened to you say because it, this is definitely in the uh, era of three strikes and you're out, and you have four strikes. Yeah, and you're here, and the people that was literally supposed to put you away now you're talking to them. <laughs> it's absolutely. It's it's, it's, it's like, absolutely. I got my job because of my addiction and my past. The recovery wow. atmosphere now is looking for what they call certified peer specialists. I have a certification as a peer specialist. So for those people who think that they're at the end of their road, we, there is a light. There's a light. Wow. Um, talk about when God says, he, he says, it was good that I was afflicted. <laughs> wow. Ooh, absolutely. So, so we have a caller on the line. And we want that mm-hmm. caller to come through. Caller, are you with us? Praise the Lord. Thank you for calling in. We just want to recognize our caller. Are you there? Oh, yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? Hey. Good, how are you? Hey. Uh, I know that. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Can you introduce yourself to everybody, please? Oh, hi. This is uh, Megan. Hi, Megan. From Williamsport, PA. <laughs> Megan was right. on the show not too long ago. Yes, she All was. Right. All right, Megan, what is, do you have a question or just something I you want to share question. with our guests? I just, yeah, I don't have a question. I just wanted I just wanted to comment. Um, I, I forget exactly what you said, Yolanda, but I, I, first of all, I just wanted to thank you for sharing, sharing your testimony. Um, you know, it takes a lot of courage to to share with um, to share with people like your you know your story your secrets not your secrets but your story um, mm-hmm. and you had said something I don't remember your exact words but it just touched me so much that it prompted me to to call in um, I was tending to my son but you said about you you know you were trying to take the selflessness selfishness out of you and you know just use the gifts that God gave you and that that whole thing, what you said was just so beautiful. It just touched me. And, um, you know, I can, I can relate to you a lot. Um, I don't publicly announce this, but I am in, um, recovery as well. And, um, it, it just, it just touched me on it, you know, cause I'm, I'm in that place too. I, I have, um, 10 years of, of clean time and that's where, you know, I like, like like to do is try and let God use me and you know share my story to help others as well and um I know that you probably touched a lot of people and I just wanted to comment on that thank you Megan I appreciate that thank you so much and and thank you Megan for being so bold and sharing your story um yep. it's it's not easy to just let somebody know you know, what you're going through, what you've been through, it's, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of boldness. Um, but what I will say is this. Now, do you see what sharing your story means? Yeah. It means somebody somebody else can stand up and say, me too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a powerful, one of the most powerful things in the world is knowing that you're not alone. You're not the only one. Yeah. I agree. Because for me, yeah, because so many times we feel like, Oh, I've, I've, I'm the only one who's been there. I'm the only one who's been through that. I know what it feels like to lose a child. I've, I lost two. Um, so when you said, hey, I, I lost my, my daughter, I, I, I felt that feeling. You know, so um, just the, the sense of, of just being able to share your testimony, we overcome the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. This is... The, the blood of the lamb is what got you through. The power of your testimony is what keeping you through. Yeah, so it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. This is the double-edged sword. So, you know, we got through because of the blood of Christ. We're staying because we're constantly sharing. We're constantly getting it off us and letting people know that if, if I can do it, you can do it. And mm-hmm. you said, you 
said that you finally got to the point where you gave it to God and he and he took it away. Um, and what I'm believing is is that you gave that to God and he took that away. And and if you just keep giving everything to him, there's some more things yeah. you want to give to him. There's some yeah. more things you're trying to, you know, yeah. you're still holding giving your son, you just give your son to him. Man, wait wait till God get him back. Clean yeah, till God get him back. Whole whole you know, with a new heart, with a clean heart. Wait till God give him back peace and joy and love and kindness. Oh man, it's gonna come back. God doesn't stop. He don't he he don't stop in the middle of a blessing. He keeps going. And you are definitely putting in the work. Um Putting in the work, and another powerful thing that you said was is that you are currently working in the place where you were using. Yes, and and I know you know you said you mentioned triggers, and to overcome that trigger, that yes. is powerful. And if you don't mind, how do you how do you even do that? Because as a recovery you know what? addict, is, I feel like there's a, some kind of shield around me. I don't know. Um, I used to live on Ian Allegheny. Okay. Um, right across the street from my house was, it was actually an old funeral home that was cut out into a lady's house. i never forget it. When I first got clean, um, we stayed there. And then the house lady and another friend of mine, um, once we were getting ready to graduate, we really had no place to go. Um, my mother at the time had moved from Philadelphia to South Carolina, so I needed a place to live. We needed a place to live. So the three of us got together, and we went in and purchased the house across the street from the recovery house, and uh, we ended up staying there. But, you know, I went back. They stayed clean, the two ladies. They stayed clean, but I, the streets were calling me, and I went right out the door and um i got all four hits in kensington i did the time for them too um but then the uh, i was on parole for a while and the parole officer had found a program for me which ended up being on frankfurt and allegheny still in kensington and uh, i went to the program um on the fourth floor there was a drug and alcohol unit so i stayed there for like three months, relapsed. He said, okay, I'm going to send you back to jail. I was like, I ain't going back to jail. So I went back to the program. And uh, I stayed in the program for another year, Um, started doing a lot of taking recovery to the streets, sharing my story at different places. And the company that I got clean at hired me, and I work for them today. I've been there, I think... I just I'm coming up on 14 years as an employee, 15 years in the company because that's where I got my recovery from, which is Comar, located on Frankfurt and um, Allegheny. I'm coming up on 14 years with them, and I have 15 years of sobriety. Wow! Please the Lord. Uh, I'm just so, excited. I'm in Kensington all the time. Yeah. That's that's his grace. No, there's nobody could have done that. I couldn't have done that. The rooms of NA couldn't do it. Um, I couldn't keep saying, you know, and I don't know what works for other people's, but I couldn't continue to say, hi, my name is Yolanda. I'm an addict. I had to stop using that and just start saying, you know, hi, I'm in recovery, da-da-da-da-da. But um, God is amazing. Um, because once you come clean from drugs and alcohol, you still have so many other residuals and characteristics that are just not, ah, they're ugly, actually. <laughs> they're just plain ugly. And um, I had to ask him for everything. I have, I'm have. i learning, like you said, Arthur. I have to ask him for everything. Um, I used to smoke a pack of Newport 100s a day. And while smoking, I used to pray, God, if you don't come and get these cigarettes, I'm just going to, you know. And I wasn't smoking for about a week before I realized I wasn't smoking because I was smoking and praying. So he heard the prayer, and he took the cigarettes too. So I'm I'm living proof that God is so reliable. You can count on him. You Mm. uh, You can count on him. 
Wow. Um, you know, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, this sounds funny, but I promise you right now, uh, Pastor Toy, the producer of the show, is probably shouting through this phone. <laughs> every, every every time, you know, we have someone who's genuine, who's sharing what God has done for their life, I, I can just imagine her shouting through the phone. And it's it's almost, what is it, almost 945? Yeah, she'll be on soon. I guarantee you, you're going to see this. this. <laughs> but... Uh, I I love I love the sincerity in your voice. Um, I just you. love the the just the the fact that you know you're still like fifteen years fifteen years. Yeah. Um, you God has brought you a mighty long way, and yeah. it, and and it's just I'm waiting for the next fifteen years. The next, yeah, the next fifteen. What is God going to do in the next fifteen years? If He blew your mind in fifteen, imagine the next fifteen. So I I just thank God for you. Um, Amazing. I I I do. I thank God for you. I thank God that you were um, that you're you're able to do what you do. There's so many people who've won, but are ashamed to say they won. You know they have, and it's maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can you can help explain this idea, but there are a lot of times where people are too in, too embarrassed to tell their stories, and they don't really feel as though they won. And um, is it something called uh, is it um, imposter syndrome? Where <laughs> yeah, actually actually it's pride. But you know, pride comes before the fall. It's actually hey, hey, um, there's a there's a persona, there's a there's something they wanna look like something. I wanna look more like Christ, so it don't matter. If I can shed Yolanda and and have the heart for people like he had, um, that would be an excellent praise. That would be worship in my walk and in my speech. Um I don't want to be like anybody else, and I don't want to hold back, and I don't want to be phony and fake and none of those things. Um, so it, it, free, it frees me to be me. Um, Amen. It, it frees me. It keeps me on, on my path to help others. You know, I, I went to school for um, computers, A-plus net first a plus and net plus certified. I can wire them. I can take them apart. I can repair them. And I ended up working in mental health. Um, working, helping people won't make you the kind of money uh, tech makes an hour. But that's where God saved me and kept me. So it wasn't about what Yolanda wanted. It was about what the Holy Spirit was showing me where I was needed, um, where I would be of more value. Um, and I do once in a while I cry about, you know what, I need more money. I need more money. And and then when I look around me, I see that my car is okay. I was able to repair it. I have my own place, um, and I don't want for anything. So God is really, he's amazing, you know. Amen. He's amazing. I don't have to be extravagant. I don't have to be flashy. Um, I could just be who he created me to be. And be all right with it. I don't have to be like the Joneses and the Browns across the street. I can just be Yolanda. Yeah, can I can I can I say something sure. before we go to sure, um, the call of salvation? Um, Yolanda, you said something, and I want I want you to elaborate a little bit on it because um, I meet a lot of people who are in recovery who always say hi, I'm such and such, and I'm an addict, you know. I can't. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but I can't stand that. That drives me absolutely nuts. (laughs) So how would you encourage someone who is saying that to change their lingo? Because I believe um, just as, you know, whatever you say you are, that's what you are. Mm-hmm. And if you continue to, to call yourself, yep. that's so, mm-hmm. so is he. 
So what, yeah. how, how would you encourage someone to change their lingo? I think it comes from being in the rooms. That's why the rooms didn't work for me. Um, I'm not going to tell them not to do that because that's a lifeline for most addicts is a place where they can gather and share their stories. But the more you say it, the more you believe it, and it's a door for relapse. It's like opening a door um, in the dead of winter and thinking you're not going to let the heat out or you're not going to let the coal in. It's coming in. It's going to come in, and you, you, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. You have to call yourself who you are. You know, you have to say things like, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You have to say that, hi, my name is Yolanda, and I am going to have the best day of my life today. You have to start thinking about what you want. I'm going to take a class, I'm going to start it, and I'm going to finish it. Like my life coaching class was probably one of the hardest things I did since my recovery simply because there were five courses and I wasn't ready for them. By the time I got to the third one, I was ready to quit. And you just have to wake up every day and say, listen, we're, I'm going to do it. God, if you, you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me, then let's go. We got to get this done, Jesus. Let's, we out. You know, that's how I talk to the Lord. Like, come on, we out. We got to get this done. So um, you have to say what you want and you have to say who you are. Um, if you're in recovery, you're no longer an addict. You're so many other things. You're positive. You become reliable. You become dependable. You become trustworthy. Um, you become all of these things. You know, people used to see me come in and close the door and pull the blinds. Now they stand at the door and welcome me in. So it's, you become different when you speak different. Do not claim to be your past. Start saying your future. You know, I'm, hi, my name is Yolanda. I'm a recovery coach, life coach motivational speaker, inspirational speaker, praiser, you know, um, anything but addict. Say something else to yourself um, because that, for me, won't work. It will not work. And, and, you're, and you're telling yourself how to stay stuck in, in an addiction. You're telling yourself that in a few minutes I can go do what I used to do because it's all that I know. Um, you know more than that, actually. Don't stay stuck there. Call me up. We could talk about it. Amen. So now, um, because you have told your story, here's what we believe at PKN, that there is somebody listening who may be struggling with addiction, may be trying to figure it all out. And the only way we get, we're going to figure this thing out is by coming into the saving grace of Jesus Christ. There's, there's no way, there's no way you could have made it without Christ. And no there may way. be somebody in here listening and, well, well, how do I get Christ? How do I get him? How do I receive him? And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's so easy. It, it's easy. First, you just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. First, that he died and he rose for your sins. And ask him to be Lord in your life. And ask him to forgive you for all your sins. And come to your heart, making you a new creature. And, and, uh, and knowing that he's coming back for you and making him Lord of your life. When you do that, when you do that process of giving him your burdens, of letting him be Lord of your life and relinquishing your flesh and, and taking on him as, as your personal Savior. When you do that, oh, you are given power to defeat the enemy. You are washed with the blood of the Lamb. And now you can conquer anything. Matter of fact, the Bible says you're more than a conqueror. So Amen. we're believing right now, we're believing right now that somebody is listening and they really want to receive Christ Jesus as their personal Savior. So we're going to pray and we're going to pray that somebody just takes on the mantle of salvation. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you because we know that after listening to that testimony, after seeing what God can do and hearing what God can do, 
with with uh, with addiction and how he can save you from addiction and he can bring you out of addiction. God, there is nothing that you can bring you can't bring us out of. There is nothing that you can't save us from. So God, we're believing right now in the name of Jesus that someone is receiving you as Lord of their lives. That they are no longer living in their struggle. They're no longer claiming the thing that is keeping them bound. But they are determined to walk free in the newness of life. So, God, right now we ask that you touch every heart, that you begin to speak to your children and show them who you really are. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And I just we say this after every prayer. You know, some of you have may may have a, an emotional experience right now. There may be something on the inside that is bubbling that you feel free. And then some of you may have made a confession. There may not be a strong feeling. The Bible says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. So if you confess and believe, the process has already been done. And whether you know it or not, the Bible says that every time somebody gets saved, heaven rejoices. The angels are literally throwing a party because you got saved. So just take in consideration, no matter how you feel, when you make that confession and you believe in it, you are now saved. Amen? All right. So now we are about to have our announcements by Pastor Toy. And after our announcements, we're going to have a few words by our guest and our co-host, and we're going to wrap this thing up. Pastor, are you there? Yes, I am. I bless God. I praise God for the testimony that has gone forth this evening. You know, the word, the, the word of God tells us that we overcome the enemy through our testimony. It's, oh, one, okay, let me get myself together. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be quick. One, I love <laughs> transparency. I do. I love transparency for the Lord because it's when we're transparent for the Lord about what he has done for us that other souls are saved. And as you were talking, Sister Yolanda, all I kept hearing in my spirit was Lazarus, Lazarus, Lazarus. Because what we don't realize, and there's something that, like, really triggered me when you said, you know, I I, want to be like Christ. I, I want the glory of Christ to shine through me. That that thing just set me up. Elder Reverend uh, Art was right when he said I was over here ready to just bust the gut with a praise when you said those words. But you reminded me of Lazarus, and, and the part that reminded me of Lazarus is, you know, we know the story of Lazarus, but everything that Lazarus went through, including his death, had nothing to do with Lazarus. It was for the benefit of everybody else that was standing around. Everything Mm -hmm. that you have been through, that God has taken you through, even your computer tech classes, because when you're dealing with a person's soul, it's like putting back together a computer. You have to be so careful that the environment you're in is dust-free because the littlest particle of dust could corrupt yes. the entire thing. And it, it's just so awesome to see what God has brought you through and what he's bringing you through. And just to think that he allowed you to go through all of that. One, he trusted you, hallelujah, to go through all of that for the benefit of those who were watching you. And as you said, you going from the jailhouse, you might as well say, to the, the king's palace. We just bless and thank God for you. We thank and bless thank God you. by faith that soul that gave their life to Christ this evening. We yes. encourage you to find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. Until then, bless God. That's why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Please join us tomorrow evening. We will be doing a rebroadcast of By Faith We Good. 
We are asking everyone, as Minister Bernard Morrow is in conference throughout this weekend, to hold him up in prayer. And we also ask you to join in with us Saturday at 8.30. Tomorrow rebroadcast will be at 8 p.m. Saturday's broadcast is at 8.30 p.m. with the turning point with Elder uh, Charles Lee and Reverend Maureen Lee. You do not want to miss either word of God tomorrow night or Saturday. We invite you to follow us on our webpage at www.pknradio.com where you can listen through our um, Internet radio to gospel music 24 hours a day. The word is rebroadcast in the evening each and every night. We just thank and bless God for all that he is doing and has done. Sister Yolanda, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your testimony. As always, Elder and Reverend, wonderful work this evening, wonderful job, and the ministry is back in your hands. Amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Once again, uh, I'm sorry, I keep I keep saying uh, minister, and I'll be trying to stop myself because I have a habit of giving people titles. So... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a bad habit of giving people titles, so I'm sorry. But um, definitely thank you for everything that you did this evening, for just pouring out your heart, um, for allowing God to use you. I know it wasn't easy. Um, I know it took some courage. And as you can see, as you saw, that uh, somebody was listening and was able to say, Yo, I'm in this position too. So you really helped somebody tonight. If Amen. it was one, you did the work of the Lord. You did the work of the Lord. Uh, so um, before we close out, is there anything that you want to say before we wrap this thing up? Um, I heard a, a song last month, and and it had a very simple verse that touched my heart. It wasn't one of the old, good old hymns or gospel. And it simply said, I count on one thing, the same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. Same God that's never late is working all things out. And I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. And that's what I want to leave with everybody. God will never fail you. And even if it looks like it's taking a long time, he, he'll be right there on time. And God bless everyone. I love you. Amen. Elder, anything you want to close out with? Um. I just thank God for Yolanda. Um, someone actually messaged me on Facebook and said they were they were blessed by her transparency and that we need to bring her back on again so that she can teach us the characteristics of abuse of addiction. And um, mm. I think that would be a, a, a great thing, great idea um, to to bring her back on and for her to educate us. Um, some things that we need to learn goes beyond praying and fasting and laying hands. Some things we just need knowledge of. The Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Absolutely. Um, I also wanted to say, Yolanda, um, you know, us as preachers, we always have our little things that we say, but you are definitely a testimony of something that um, is said often. You were taken you were taken out of something to be taken back to it to bring somebody else from it so they can mm-hmm. walk on through it. Wow. So I, I, mm-hmm. I thank God that your testimony started and ended in Kensington. <laughs> yep, full circle. Amen. Full circle, and yeah, I'm still there. Yeah. i got to in tomorrow morning. Yep. Yeah, you have no idea how powerful that is. There are people who literally can't go back to the same space, not even the same pool. Um, right. 
not even the same, uh, you know, people. So for you to be able to go back is powerful. It's so powerful. Jesus himself said he couldn't even perform the greatest miracles in his hometown. So you're performing mm-hmm. a miracle in your own town. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. Uh, so I, we want to thank everybody for listening. We thank you for showing up and being a part of uh, the Healing Hour because this is what we're doing. We're healing people. God bless you. Can't wait to the next show. See you next Thursday on the Healing Hour. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. Save me, I 